Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening and welcome to the Greg Thompson Sports Show. You are joining the debut premiere episode of something that has been in the works for a while. Uh, a lot of you may know me from uh, the Cover One and Cover One Buffalo show and, and different things very much Buffalo Bills associated. And this is something that has been brewing for a while in that some wonderful people I'll introduce here in a moment uh, have been helping kind of put some ideas together and some different things of what we want to do to be able to have some fun and to be able to talk about all the different sports. I, I've been a sports fanatic my entire life. I, I've always wanted to be able to talk about all the things that I'm passionate about and, you know, talk about why Jose Canseco is such an important person in my life and all the different pieces of the the sports that we watch all the time. And that, you know, this is something I've been born and raised on. I do love the Buffalo Bills. They are my, my favorite uh, individual team, but I could watch anything. I love going to watch my my nephews, you know, Little League football games and watch them run around and play. I could watch, you know, high school baseball. I can watch, I can go, you know, there's different sports that come up when the Olympics happen. I, I can chant USA at the screen over things that I don't even understand and don't even know the rules of. And being able to have some fun like this and create a show where we can, you know, bring on smart people, talk about different things, have a good time with all the sports across the entire spectrum is something that's been a passion of mine for a long, long time. So um, I genuinely appreciate you giving me a moment of your time and being able to come on here and, and have some fun. And we'll go through a lot of different things tonight to give you a flavor of what this show is going to be like and what to expect from the Greg Thompson Sports Show. Um, along with that, being the premiere episode, being our debut I'm going to debut and, and tell you a little bit about how the internet works. Um, I need you guys desperately to press that like button. I need you to give ratings and likes and reviews to subscribe to the channel. When you're just starting a new show, the only way that this works is to be able to help share it with other people and to put that word out there to be able to help those different things. Um, so I genuinely appreciate it. I'm not asking a lot if, you know, if someone can just go like it, you know, two, three, 400 times, that would be awesome. Um, if anyone wants to get like that stretch material put on their vehicle, you know, we can work that out where you could drive around with my logo on your car. That would be pretty cool. Um, if, if anyone wants to be able to legally change their name to the Greg Thompson sports show, we could do that on an ID, uh, nothing big, something, you know, simple like that. It would really mean a lot to be able to go through and do those things, but we'll talk a little bit later. We have some fun contests to be able to bring up some of the most creative ways to, uh, go through and share some of the different things that you can do to give us a, a rating and and whoever comes up with some of the most uh, creative ways to do that we'll give them some prizes and bring them up on the screen uh, one of the main things that we're going to do on this show is to be able to talk about you know what's everyone talking about what's the biggest story in sports right now what is happening that is where all these things are uh, going on the the live shows online where everyone's talking about and obviously this week it's the Super Bowl um, 
football is America's game. I know that, you know, for a long time, baseball has always been spoken about as America's pastime. And um, obviously football is king in America. And it is in my heart as well. Football is, you know, one of my favorite things on earth and all of the, the different ways that it builds up over the season and the ebbs and flows of the different games. And it captures our attention on Thursday nights and for instead of Sundays and Monday nights and, you know, college football on Saturday, all those different things build up all season long. You get into the playoffs and it comes up to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is just this huge culmination of all of that energy and drama and everything that's there. And it, it's it's bittersweet. It's hard to go through all that investment and all those different things in the process of elimination in the playoffs to be able to get to that moment. And then it just kind of ends. And, you know, one fan base is obviously ecstatic. And we're going to talk about some fun things later on. I've got a guest that coming on that was at the Super Bowl and was able to, you know, experience it there in person. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the different things that are, are a little crazy for me. You know, I'm a fanatic of football and I don't even know what a catch is. Um, that moment at the end of, of having the, the drama of what could have been an all-time great comeback stolen from us because of a flag and you know whether we want that flag to be thrown that's a good discussion that, that Danny and I'll get into um but it's really just that idea of of what a you know American holiday the Super Bowl has become and you know my wife jokes all the time what why isn't the Super Bowl on a Saturday night you know why does it need to be on a Sunday night why can't we have it be on President's weekend you know my kids are off on on Monday morning why can't we have it be the the Sunday of President's Week where everybody's off on Monday? It's just it feels like it should be a little bit more of a built-in holiday to to be able to do those things and to to have a little fun with it. So, um, one of the first things that we're going to dive into here is an interview with uh, Danny Heifetz. Danny Heifetz is an incredible uh, personality, someone that I recommend strongly that you follow on uh, all social media platforms. He's a part of the Ringer, which the Ringer is a a group and a website and a, a, a media company that I aspire for cover one to, to become is uh, something that has become an area where people can simply talk about what they're passionate about. Uh, Danny is the host of the fantasy football show, their draft show, their NFL football show, uh, as well as many other areas. Uh, I was able to talk with him a little bit earlier and we're going to play that interview now. Now joining us from the ringer and the many, many hats that he wears at the ringer, our man, Danny Hype. It's Danny. How we doing? I'm doing great here. Should I wear this hat for the ringer? Should I do this? <laughs> wear my hat? Should I just do this one? That, that is quite a hat to, to have it's, there. I, yeah. I just, hey, I'll, I'll probably won't do the whole show with it. but <laughs> Big hats. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Uh, so I know, you know, obviously we got to, to touch base in Mobile, the senior bowl. That was awesome. And I knew you were on your way to the super bowl. So, you know, that's our big topic for the show tonight. Tell us a little bit about your, your travel and your journey. I heard you got to stop into the waste management open. What was that whole experience like <laughs> in Arizona? Waste management. All right. Well, waste management is, uh, honestly, it feels like visiting like a different country or something. It's insane. It's like, cause what is it? It's like 200 and 300,000 people every day. It, I, I mean, I've always heard stories of the Indy 500 or Kentucky Derby. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, it's it, it. I don't know. I felt like I visited another planet that was only populated by Arizona State alumni. It was so, out of control. But worth adding to the bucket list. Um, you're gonna have, be throwing up in a bucket. Yeah, I don't know if it needs to be on like your <laughs> lifetime bucket list, but I would bring a bucket. Duly noted. Duly noted. I, I, how about the Super Bowl? 
The sim- I it was awesome. I don't know if you saw how it ended, but the Chiefs won. Um, I, I noticed. Was, yeah, I noticed. Okay. No, it was it was really cool. I mean, there are parts that go to the Super Bowl that are like, uh, I mean, you get there absurdly early and you're just kind of like killing a lot of time. Honestly, but I mean, it was insane. The the honestly, I think that the biggest thing about covering the Super Bowl in person, I actually think you get a really different experience than watching the game. And I think that the way that the Bradbury holding penalty kind of go- went does it really well. I you know I heard the Eagles fans boo. I learned that people were super angry about that call from Twitter because Greg Olson's like harping on it. They're doing all those replays. We're in person. Like, we're like, oh, okay, cool. The Chiefs are going to win this game. You know, I'm thinking about going to the post game. Like, we're not seeing all the replays. So then I saw Bradbury admitted it and I was like, okay, cool. This is like over. And I was like, it was not over. But I think you get a super different vibe (laughs) of being there. Well, that's a great lean into this topic with, you know, I, I think we need to move past the idea of was it a penalty? Because of course it was. We've seen enough angles. You know, he does tug on the jersey. I think, I think lots of fans would say that, hey, we see that level of contact 20 or 30 times during a game. If it's not in the split second where the ref is staring at it, you don't see the flag. But if they're looking and the jersey gets tugged away at the the stem, the top of the stem, of course you're gonna see a flag. I I think the frustration and the buildup was we knew what was coming. We saw the drama of an all time great, you know, ending that, Oh, that's now a fourth and eight decision for Reed and Mahomes, And they're going to have to decide, do we take the points and trust our defense going forward and fourth and eight is tough. Do you then kick and you now give it back to Philadelphia and Jalen hurts who just drove the length of the field for a touchdown and two point conversion. And now it's a minute 30 down three, which is setting up for an all time great ending. And then, a flag, albeit valid, stole that moment from us. And I think that was the culmination of, oh, my God, what did you just do? Even probably Greg Olson in the, oh, I could have gotten to call that all-time great moment. So it's it's interesting how different that was live for you guys. Yeah, I got caught by a, a speed camera the other day. I was going 31 and at 25. And I was like, I guess that's speeding, but like, come on, was anyone looking at my car being like, oh, what's with that guy? And I think that's the short answer here is I, it was a it was a penalty, but we're, at, we're almost a week from the game and people are still talking about this flag. If they didn't call it, Chiefs fans are not talking about the non-call. And I think that's correct, the correct. answer. Great way, to, great way to put it. The My longer answer is I, I can't remember a thing like this where I was the kombucha girl. You know that thing of the girl trying kombucha the first time? She's like, ah, well, well, mm, do it. And I'm like, that's me. I'm like, well, it was a flag. And like, well, they, they shouldn't have called it. Well, but he admitted it. Ah, but did he admit it to take responsibility? Uh, well, yeah. it's like, but it ruined the game. Yeah, but you can't have the refs calling the game based on the vibes you want. Yeah, but they shouldn't. I don't know. So I keep changing my mind. But the short answer is I, I my first experience with it was James Bradbury admitting it. So I it just never registered for me. But I think now after hearing everyone, I'm kind of like, I get it. Like, no one wants a speeding ticket 31 and a 25. Fantastic analogy, by the way. Um, and I think that's where my head is at as well. And it it leads to my other question for this is, you know, you and I spend an obsessive amount of time, you know, watching football. You literally professionally, I joke all the time, I, I know as much and watch more football than anyone that it's not their job. <laughs> how, how do I not know what a catch is? How do I have to guess every time something's going to go to replay that, well, I mean, he caught the ball, but this is going to get overturned. But I don't know if it should be. 
how, how do we have this rule that none of us know what a catch is? Can I give you a take? Yeah. I don't think I've ever given this take. Catch rule is good. People got to get over <laughs> this shit. I, can I curse yeah. on here? I don't know the rules. Yeah. I, in all seriousness, what you're talking about is very simple. It's a numbers game. It's because there are, you know how many catches there are every year? 18,000 catches every year. You and, and that's the thing. So let's say you wrote a rule. It's not about, you know, writing a rule, catch, fall down the ground. Let's say you write a rule that covers 99% of all catches in the NFL. And let's include the playoffs. That's like 20,000 catches a season. So what's 1% of 20,000? That's 200 catches a year that fall through the cracks of your 99% hit rate. It's hard to write rules on paper that have to both cover. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, here's the thing. 99.9% efficacy rate would still give you one replay a week. We're, uh, run, yeah. For the whole season, right? It's 20, 21 weeks a year, basically. Yep. That's still one catch a week where people are like, whoa, the ref, what's the catch rule? And I understand. I do that too. Everyone does it. But it's like. You want to write a rule that, one, covers everything, but is also simple enough to be interpreted correctly in, a, in an objective, not a subjective way. It's really hard to write that. It's a numbers thing. And this is the problem where people are yelling about refs is we yell about these examples. But then you want to tweak a rule and you're like, oh, well, that rule you just tweaked actually affects like 3,000 catches in pursuit of fixing one of the 30. I prefer – can we just live? There's going to be a catch every week that you're mad about and if there's only one that means 99.9 percent of the catches are fine it's it's really hard to argue that part of it has to be acceptable we see it every week how many times is your gut reaction to the initial one wrong and then you're like oh wow now that i see this angle in super slow motion zoomed in high definition yeah, exactly now i can tell and you're talking about you know, adults trying to run down the field, keeping up with professional athletes. Looking the refs are really good. I, you, know, you know what I'm amazed by? You know how many times in these playoffs I saw a ref spot the ball? And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly right. What a great spot. I was, I, you know what I mean? For all the shit we give them, I'm like, they're really good at this. Like, yeah. I, I actually think the refereeing, there were a couple really high-profile things and bad moments. The holding call, the Bengals. The expedited replay things this year, I actually thought it's – I don't know. It's, there's a reason that we're mad about this in every sport. Refereeing's always been whatever, and now we just have camera angles. But, like, no one actually wants robot ups. You know what I mean? It, you can't – so anyway, sorry. I, I think if that's anything, probably my most contrarian, infuriating take. I, I love it. It, it. It's a great view. My my one solution has always been, I want the secret service connection. I just want one more human that you put a, put a thing in their ear. You have an eye in the sky. There isn't one guy watching everything for the whole week. Give each referee one partner up in the booth. That Their only job is to have the same camera angles of the thing that that referee's job is to look at so yeah. you can tell him hey i actually looked at it real quick that one's not don't worry about yeah. it or hey yeah go with it there that one you're spot on just give him one more human to partner with and then that's about as good as you're going to get it 
they and they did that this year and they kept it quiet but the whole expedited replay yeah. thing like they did that honestly it was great but no one no yeah. one's happy with it but yeah well it's a did it help your team or did it hurt your team because exactly. chiefs fans thinks it was great <laughs> I, <laughs> I you know i i, I it's the refereeing's hard man yeah. i i it's I, unbelievable I know no Eagles fans are just like absolutely apoplectic if they're listening right now and they're just like, oh yeah, it's hard. But I, it's hard to write rules that apply to twenty thousand things. So it there's is. my really boring legalese answer. I love it. Well, I, I thank you for being the first guest on the the Greg Thompson Sports Show. This has been a huge huge moment for us. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys have coming up next. I know I, I noticed my feed changed for the the Ringer Draft Show versus oh yeah uh, the, the Ringer Fantasy Show. It's confusing. You go hit up the Ringer NFL Draft Show wherever you the Ringer Fantasy Football Show feed. We changed the name. We changed the arts. The Ringer NFL Draft Show. Now it's me. It's Danny Kelly. It's Ben Solak. It's Craig Horlick. It is the best draft podcast that there is. We have the best analysis. We have really weird things that we do. It's fun. It's zany. Um, we, you know, it's a lot of sugar with your vegetables. Uh, you're gonna learn a lot and have a good time. It's like the Chinese food of broccoli. You know what I mean? If you don't like broccoli, you can come get it from us, and we'll cover it in sugar. It'll be great. I love it. I, I can't recommend it enough. I hope you guys check it out too. Thanks to Danny Heifetz, and now back to the show. Awesome to be able to have uh, Danny on as our first guest. It was a ton of fun. I got my hair cut uh, in between. Uh, the, while the interview was going on. So that was nice to be able to get done. Um, obviously, talking to someone who was there live, it was really interesting to get his take. And we talked uh, before uh, prepping the interview and a little bit afterwards how foreign it was to realize the reaction there was to the flag and the different people who, how they did it in, in it. You know, I, I don't want to waste, it's not worth getting mad at the, the referee, like he saw the Jersey get tugged. That's just how it works. You know, I, I don't want him to swallow the whistle. I know some, I think Kyle Oposo was uh, interviewed and said that, you know, if that's in game seven of the world series or of the, of the Stanley cup finals, we don't want that penalty to be called. Um, but I get it. Like it, he tugged the Jersey. It's there. I I'm not even mad at James Bradbury. Like he had been playing physical, you know, aggressive style of defense throughout the entire game. I'm annoyed that the moment was stolen. I, I knew that it was about to be 38-35 Chiefs and the Eagles had the ball with 90 seconds left to go down. We were going to see a historic ending that we might have had an overtime Super Bowl, that we might have had you know, this great all-time moment. And the Chiefs certainly might have still won. Uh, they probably still would have. It might have been a... a, a amazing historic moment from Chris Jones or from Frank Clark or whoever was going to make that huge play. Nick Bolton could have taken another uh, fumble back for a touchdown. Uh, he almost had two. He had one called back. that wasn't a fumble. It's just the moment we lost that moment. We lost that opportunity to have that play that we talk about forever. And that lives in infamy. Like, you know, that could have been one of those great moments James Harrison taking that uh, interception back 99 yards when the Steelers play the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. And we all remember those moments in, in those spots. And I just, that was my frustration was that they stole that moment from us and that we had a chance to do it. And, and you know, the, the best team probably still won and the chiefs probably still would have pulled it out because Mahomes and Reed are amazing and they still would have done it. It was just a little frustrating that we didn't have a chance to be able to see it play out that way. Uh, but it was awesome to be able to have Danny come aboard. Um, 
one of the things that we're going to do each week here, uh, everybody lo loves ranking things. Everybody loves naming their top five of anything that's going on and the things that they enjoy uh, in, in sports, you know, whether it's, you know, sitting around with your friends, sitting at the bar, just talking back and forth. Everyone loves to debate their favorite or their worst or to rank different things. So we're going to do a lot of that on the show. Um, I've got some awesome producers who, who have helped out here. You guys know some people, uh, you know, low buff of ceilings. Chris Seth is my awesome producer taking care of the production here on the show and helping with writing and research. Also Lauren that you guys see is Lauren C often in in the comments here uh and omega outlier another uh gentleman who's, who's been great to be able to help with everything a lot of different pieces to be able to go through and share the different things that are there and, and this is some of the fruits of those labors some of the things that we put together and the first thing i want to rank and talk about is to be able to go through the super bowl commercials and i always love the super bowl commercials every year they're a ton of fun to be able to you know go and, and review what they look like, all the different things that are out there. Um, there's always some famous ones. You know, we used to always have Clydesdales and puppy dogs from Budweiser. There was always some different crazy things. Seemed a little heavy handed on the movies this year. There was an awful lot of movie trailers and movie advertisements. And I will say for even the first quarter, the first half, it was a dud. You know, my wife and I were talking and, and there just wasn't anything memorable. I will say, as the game went on, they started to hit their stride, and a couple of really good ones came forward. Um, so we're going to go through here, share some of my favorites, counting down from five to one, my favorite Super Bowl commercials from this year's Super Bowl. Uh, my first one, I, I can't lie, it was pretty fun to be able to see Ben Affleck working the Dunkin' Donuts window. And I won't lie, if I pulled up to Dunkin' Donuts and Ben Affleck was working the window, I I'd had to ha have a heck of a time with it. Having J-Lo come through and do it, I thought that was pretty creative. It was a fun way to do the ad. I think they did it live. Like I think a lot of those reactions were real of people seeing Ben Affleck serving them their coffee. I thought that was a pretty nice approach. It was, it was a solid one. First one got a little reaction from me. Um, I like the, the the reach back to to Clueless and, and you know share and all the people from Clueless. It was a really fun you know way. I know that's pretty much everything in media nowadays is a reboot or pulling things back from different places. I thought they pulled this one off pretty well. Um, I thought they looked, you know, legit like their characters from the movie. We're talking almost 30 years ago. Cause I'm really old too. Um, it was, it was fun to be able to watch and to be able to go through. I thought that was a really cool uh, approach to things. Uh, Rakuten, I can't lie, not, uh, shopping site that I'm completely familiar with, but I'm guessing they got some pretty good uh, uh, search results after that that ad. The next one, this one was tough. The, I, I thought the top three for me was really hard to put into a set order. I love Breaking Bad. If you were into the show, they did an awesome job. Tuco Salamanca having the reaction, the same thing he did on the show when he was taking drugs on the show, um, that he has the eating the popcorners. Uh, I thought the way they approached it and how they were acting like they were selling it like their product in the show uh really well done it's you know i'm obviously biased because i love that show but i thought it was really well executed that one was a lot of fun the next one is just cheating uh the farmer's dog commercial and you have the girl who gets the puppy when she's you know you know like 10 years old and then, you know, she's raising the puppy and the puppy's there with her as she's going through high school and, and getting older and then goes out on her own and takes the puppy with. And then it's getting older and then the older dog is there and she, they're having to help it move and it's laying there with they, she, you know, gets uh, engaged and the puppy's like 
the best man at the wedding and sitting there along with it and then laying there when it's you know obviously grayed in the face and everything and laying there with the family and the baby oh man that one tugged at my heartstrings the folks at the farmer's dog i put out a tweet of hey I'm not familiar with what the farmer's dog is. I'm assuming dog food, but kudos on the commercial. Great job. The folks from there also wrote back to me, which is kind of neat. So, you know, we we have a puppy here, Ralphie. We're always willing to accept additional uh, food. If anyone, you know, from the farmer's dog wants to send us some stuff, that's great. Um, My favorite one, it, it was the Bud Light hold music. I mean, one, Miles Teller is just a likable guy. His lovely wife. They have a French bulldog. It's Miles Teller dancing with a bulldog. And I don't care who you are. That hold music's catchy. It just is. It's catchy hold music. It's pretty good. Um, It it was a lot of fun to be able to go through. Uh, I really thought they hit their stride with a couple of those that were really entertaining and a good way to do it. Yeah, Bo, they're bringing up the the uh, uh, Indiana, uh, Indiana Jones one with, with Harrison Ford. Uh, it, my wife, Lisa was saying, is that real? Like, is that a real thing? Is he still doing that? Uh, apparently, apparently he's still doing that. That's a real thing. Um, I, I couldn't go without being able to lean into some of the bad commercials. There were a couple that were duds that just did not hit. And, you know, you guys see me talk a little bit about it on, on Twitter and, and the different things that are there is who the drunk uncles are for the week. Nobody likes the drunk uncle. Um, one of the buildups that were really bad, I swear I was forced to hear about Rob Gronkowski's kick of destiny on every commercial for weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. It was just rammed down our throats and bashed over the head, constant uh, advertisement. And then they shoehorned this super weird. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Add into 15 seconds. They didn't even do a full 30 seconds, so they spent way more than $7 million on the buildup of all the different things. They couldn't even spend the full $7 million on a 30-second commercial for it. It was fit in. It wasn't introduced because, again, 15 seconds. So you didn't know, wait, is this the thing? Like, is that the whole kick of destiny? Then it looked like the kick was good, but then Gronk drops down to the ground and says, oh, my God, and like, oh, don't worry, fans, we're still going to give you the – kick a destiny money that well i don't know they were letting people bet on whether the kick was good and there was probably an awful lot of bets in on it being good or coming short or hitting an upright or going wide right and all of a sudden they say oh no it was wide left sorry tough luck you know it just it seems awful hard to believe that wasn't the thing that had the most exposure to the least exposure to them and that they were saying oh sorry it's it's uh it's no good. <laughs> Chris here saying kick of destiny is the new coke. I like it. It was just 
so much buildup to have such a dud of, of a commercial. Um, the one that got everybody here was the to be ad and that it caused frantic reactions. You know, did somebody sit on the remote? Hey, who is doing that? And, you know, again, you guys hear me talk about the drunk uncle. This was our winner for the week because I found one that was pretty Thanks. wrong. Please welcome drunk uncle. And this one at Josh Reynolds on Twitter, arguably worse than the Eagles loss. I now have my relationship with my mother-in-law to repair after I regrettably called her a bitch thinking she changed the channel during the 2B commercial. Uh, that's a rough look. That's that's rough, Josh. It's going to take you a minute to come back from that. Uh, you're you're going to have a, a lot to make up for, a lot of brownie points to score to get back from that one. I wish you all the best. That's going to be tough to recover from. Uh, but that was our rankings for the Super Bowl commercials for this year. Uh, I thought that it wasn't as good as past years. You know, I, I, I always love uh, the guy, the little kid out in the front yard with the, you know, refrigerator size cardboard box of the time machine. And that if you got in, you had to give him the Doritos in order to go in the time machine. And then he's sitting there and like rattling it from the outside. And then he gets called in and the grandfather comes out and the guy comes out. Oh my gosh, Billy, you're so old. Like those ones really get me. I wish that we had a couple more of those. There were, I don't think there were any all time ones that we're going to remember years from now, but there were still a couple pretty good ones. And the, you know, a, a, the simplest one, Miles Teller, his wife and his French bulldog, Dancing Around to Hold Music was the one that really spoke to my heart. So I, I appreciate that one. Um, one of the other fun parts about the Super Bowl is being able to bet on things and being able to go in and pick out some of the things that uh, you can wager on. And man, are there a lot of things to wager on at the Super Bowl. Uh, we have some some fun with that when we go through with it at Cover One. There's actually an article that our producer, Chris Seth, writes every week that uh, we'll get to. He hit a really nice bet at the end of this. But the ones that we looked at, there was a couple really good ones. Um, you know, when you're going in there, you're making bets, you can put together some crazy parlays where you have to link six different bets together. And if you do and you hit all of them, you can win a lot of money. This guy made a bet with six different bets for $200. And if he hit them all, it was $10,000. Well, the first one was the Chiefs winning. We all know that happened. Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco scoring a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco getting 70 yards rushing. And Jarek McKinnon getting 25 yards rushing. Five of those six, six things happened. At the very end of the game, right around that time of the penalty we were talking about, the Chiefs had a chance to score a touchdown to go up. Or if the player went down inbounds, they would be able to just run the clock out to be able to go through. Well, some people were screaming, hey, score the touchdown, be able to go through here. The gentleman who made this bet was one of them because that player was Jarek McKinnon. And when Jarek McKinnon went down about six inches short of the goal line, it cost that guy $10,000. If he just stumbles into the end zone, the man wins $10,000. I don't know if my heart could have taken that. I, I don't know if I'm built for that kind of reaction to be that close to $10,000. Uh, but God bless him. I, I hope that he was able to sleep the next night. Some of the other fun ones, obviously the, the Gatorade bath is always a good one. I think three out of the last four years, it had been blue Gatorade. This year, I think it was 11 to one that it was purple Gatorade. Um, purple Gatorade was the winner. I want to know who's responsible for deciding that. Like who gets to decide that, well, based on the hue that I can see in this color, I'm pretty sure that's purple. Um, it's just interesting to know. Uh, or, hey, the guy who mixes it up 
for the Chiefs or the Eagles beforehand? Is he telling people uh, what color Gatorade he mixed up and like giving out insider information? I, maybe I need to, you know, make more relationships with the water boy and be able to get a little something going here. Um, another one, obviously looking at whether the national anthem went over or under its time uh, this year. Chris Stapleton, I thought, did a phenomenal job. I've listened to it again a couple times afterwards. Really, really strong rendition. He actually came in under the time. I, I thought that was a little bit surprising. Some people thought he might take it a little bit over. Um, also, you know, the coin flip here. Someone bet $150,000 on the coin toss landing uh, as, as uh, tails. Uh, so that one, I guess, if you have that kind of money, you know, have some fun. I don't know that I would ever be able to survive watching a coin flipping in the air that I could either win or lose $150,000. That's a little much. Um, this one, you can bet on who hitting the exact score. This person bet $10 that the Super Bowl would finish exactly Chiefs 38, Eagles 35 to win $2,800. That's a crazy one. Uh, I can't believe someone is able to, to call those out. Or I wonder how many of those they bet on to be able to, to figure out who, who the winner was going to be. And then here, hitting on this many ones, like our guy at the beginning, but hits on all of his different pieces, turned his $200 into $50,000. And, you know, every week when we do these things, that's what we want to see, just like Muck Singletary told I want winners. So each week we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll talk about some of the things that we can wager on, some of the things that are out there to be able to, to enjoy and, and take a look at. Um, but before we dive into our next segment, again, we talked about um, different opportunities that are out there. One of the things we're going to do is wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening to the audio version, you can give us a rating or a review, whether that's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're going to be searching through those. And the people that come up with the best ratings or reviews are going to be able to share it. We already saw a couple of people get ahead of the curve. One person was saying it was like listening to the Beatles for the first time. Another said that it was like Abraham Lincoln and Albert Einstein had a podcast baby. You know, it, whoever can have the most fun with doing their ratings or reviews, we're going to bring them up on screen. Uh, if you can get me to laugh on screen, which is not that hard to do, um, you're going to be able to uh, uh, get some attention and be able to get your, your shared. And as Thomas here said, please hit that like button. It goes so far to be able to help us out, uh, to be able to share what's going on here. Uh, and earlier, I, I ran into a gentleman who was talking about some opportunities that you may have if you're looking to advertise with a new show and to get some reach across social media. Like she could even park my yacht there. That's ridiculous. Oh, hello. Fancy meeting you here, prominent business owner. I was just speaking with another prominent business owner friend of mine about advertising with the Greg Thompson Sports Show. It's so, quite something to take a look at the demographics and the people that they touch across their vast, vast reach on all social media platforms. I was just, hold on just a moment. I'm getting a call from another one of my prominent business owner friends. Why, yes, we were just talking about advertising with the Greg Thompson Sports Show. I know, I know. I'm going to capitalize immediately. Thank you. All right, I hope you take this opportunity to hurry. I have some bonds to diversify. Thank you for your time. So if you are looking to be able to jump aboard, there's something that we would enjoy being able to talk. We've already had a couple of people reach out uh, with uh, some of the excitement around the show to be able to uh, advertise with us here. We are looking for some presenting sponsors uh, and looking for an opportunity to be able to uh, have some fun and be able to reach out to all the different people that we're going to touch on social media. So uh, as we go forward here, one of the other things that we want to look at is 
if you were in the Super Bowl, we had a question, and this was uh, coming up from one of our writers, uh, Lauren, had a great idea. And I thought it was interesting to look at if you were in the Super Bowl, would your mom be rooting for you or would she be rooting for your sibling? And it's an interesting thing. And, and I was actually shocked how many people were certain that it was them. And I, I'm not sure if this is overconfidence or if this is a lack of self-awareness. Um, not everybody's the favorite. This is this is hard to do. 58% of people thought that it was them. We had a couple different answers. You know, uh, D Disney wifey here said, uh, well, my parents got perfection the first time, so I have no siblings, so I cannot make a proper choice. I, I respect that. I respect that. Um, here, a lot of people were very sure that it was them. We had a lot of responses back pointing at themselves, sure that they were the one. Uh, here, uh, Hennifer68 says, my parents broke the mold with me, but I'm pretty sure my mother wouldn't be watching the game anyway, and dad would be making sure everyone had a drink. That sounds like a good time, honestly, if it was me. Um, I had to think about it. I, I think that, you know, my my mom got to root for both my sister and I at a lot of different sports and a lot of different things. But if I was playing against my sister in the Super Bowl, I won't lie. I, I kind of think my mom would be rooting for my sister. I, I, I think I think she might. I, I don't know for sure. I'll have to ask her. I'm going to see her this weekend. So I'll put her on the spot and see if I can get a good answer from her. Um, so as we go through, we're going to do some some fun, different things of being able to to do those. That was a topical one with the the Super Bowl and everything that that was going on here with Donna Kelsey and obviously having both Travis and Jason Kelsey one son on each team um what an amazing family you know there's having not only two sons who are professional athletes which isn't unheard of that happens all the time but having two sons that are probably hall of famers is crazy like just unbelievable to have that kind of uh family success in in, in that area to to be able to go through um one that we're going to have fun doing each week is having a poll of who's the worst. We know these people as they come up. We know the people that bother us, and we're going to take suggestions. This one actually got a lot of feedback and a lot of different things. This week's poll was something that we had brought up of who is the worst. The weekly poll where the winner faces a new challenger next week. Reply below with your suggestions of the kind of person that's the worst. We've got some really good ones we're going to share. this week was the person who stands up immediately when the plane lands facing off with the person who talks on the phone on speaker out at the store. Uh, you know, you see these people. It's crazy. I, I never understand why people stand up when the plane lands. Like, you know that we have to taxi a ways. We all have connections. Everywhere has someone to go. If everybody just went right when it was their turn, everyone would get off a lot faster. Uh, it makes me a little bit crazy. But the runaway winner here was the person who talks on speakerphone when they're out in public. And, you know, not only are they pulling you into their conversation, but they're now disrupting everything else that's going on. We had a couple similar ones. The person who listens to their video or song at full volume out in public without headphones in that, that person makes me a little bit crazy. Um, but each week we're going to go through and decide who really deserves the title. She's the worst. She's the worst person in the world. So this week's winner was person who talks on speakerphone. Some of the other suggestions that were brought in, 
Uh, Joe Marino, a friend of the show here, suggestion the person in front of you at line at the sub shop that pulls out the sheet of paper and has an order for multiple people who aren't present. There's nothing more deflating than waiting to order your sandwich and you're next in line. And then the person reaches in their pocket and says, okay, so there's going to be 12 of them. Um, and then they start going through the order like, oh, I think she said no mayo. Let me give her a call real quick. Let me see if I can figure out uh, whether she wanted mayo on that. Uh, that makes me a little bit crazy. Uh, one of the other strong suggestions, the person who doesn't give you the thank you wave when you let them in in traffic. What kind of monster is that? Like you hold up, you let them through, they just pull out and they don't have the common courtesy to give you the thank you wave. That's just unreasonable. I, I, I can't I can't tolerate that. I have a feeling that one's going to make the list later on at some point. But the winner here also in, in the traffic uh, variety the has never once in their life used their turn signal when driving person. Uh, that really is a good one. So next week we're going to have a poll up. Uh, we're going to put it on Twitter. We're going to have a face off between defending champion speakerphone talker person versus never uses their turn signal guy uh, to see who is the worst for next week's poll and, and be able to have a little bit of fun. So if you see those uh, vote for it, give us a reply, let us know the people that make you crazy that you want to be able to, uh, you know, just vent your frustration at, at how much they bother you as they're going through those different things. Um, as we talked about earlier, we wanted to do some topical things, you know, obviously with what just happened with the Super Bowl. Uh, but next week's show is going to focus on what comes next. What are the other things out there now that football is done and, you know, uh, America's game is, is gone for, for six months? How do we pivot over? Well, one of the first things that's going to happen, actually, I think there's some going on right now while, while we're listening. The first is NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, and we just had the NHL All-Star Game. So I thought a fun thing to do would be to debate and, and to go through my rankings of what are my five favorite All-Star Game events amongst all the major sports, all the different things that are out there. I thought this would be a fun thing to be able to go through and take a look at. Um, so we're going to look at what my top five all-star game events are going into uh, this week as we now work our way out of football. So the first one for me at number five, the NBA three-point shootout. I think that it's it's becoming a bigger event, and and I think the NBA will tell you it's it's becoming the more marquee event as, certain, as far as the participants in the event. You don't get any big names wanting to do the dunk contest anymore. They all want to do the three-point shootout. It's still a little anticlimactic to me. It's fun. I don't mind the countdown. It's there. It's it's entertaining to watch, but it doesn't have that same buzz as the, as the slam dunk contest, even with the lower names that are involved. Um, the NHL one is, I, I want to say, I think the overall event for the skills competitions for the NHL might have the highest floor. I think I don't know if it has any bad events. Now, the game is pretty bad, like how they got rid of the Pro Bowl. I think the NHL All-Star game as a game is pretty rough. But their skills competition, whether it's the fastest skater, the hardest shot, the the you know uh, sharpshooting to be able to hit the, the targets, they've got some really cool events. My favorite is still the hardest shot. Um, it's always fun to be able to see you know, who can really, you know, get it ramped up. There are two multiple guys over a hundred miles an hour, including Buffalo Sabres, you know, in, in being able to go through seeing Rasmus Dalin be able to really ramp it up there to get it there. And I know a couple of people have wondered if Tage Thompson should be the one to, to be in that competition, but that was a fun one to be able to look at. The top three is really where my heart is at. So 
I wish the NFL could bring back the quarterback challenge. I remember watching, you know, whether it was, you know, Brett Favre and Randall Cunningham and Dan Marino and all the guys running around the longest throw, the accuracy contest, all the different fun things that were out there. They've started to do a couple of those things with the Pro Bowl, but it just used to be a lot bigger. You see all the the guys on the screen here, Warren Moon, Bernie Kosar, Steve Young, you know, Peyton Manning, Donovan McNabb, Boomer Esiason coming back, uh, you know, Jim Kelly over there on the left of the picture. This used to be one of the marquee events to be able to have some fun. I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen face off in the far in the longest throw competition and some of the different pieces that were there. Just a huge part of my childhood remembering those games and something that's really fallen by the wayside. The final two is really where it comes in. It was the hardest one for me to decide. The slam dunk contest, I think, has a lot of moments in history. You remember Spud Webb winning in 86. You remember you know, Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins and the crazy back and forth there, you know, Harold Miner being the first one to go through his legs, D Brown covering his eyes on using the pump shoe before he went up to be able to do it. The one that sticks out for me, I literally still remember where I was. I was house sitting for my aunt Tony and over at her house watching. And I was sitting there watching this while I was at her house. And it was, it ended up being Vince Carter against Steve Francis and Vince Carter had the greatest slam dunk contest in history. He was, you know, it was the most unbelievable thing. Every single dunk should have been a 50. I, I think they actually gave him a 49 on one of them. Just four ridiculous historic dunks we'll remember forever. It kind of swallowed up the fact that C. Francis might have had one of the top five or top 10 dunk contests in history. Probably would have won all but five or six dunk contests ever, but it happened to be against Vince Carter in the greatest slam dunk contest of all time. Um, so just a ton of fun to remember. It's really sad that we've lost so much of the excitement and buzz around it that right now we should be watching, you know, Zion Williamson against John Morant and that guys like that should be the ones in the slam dunk contest. We see these unbelievable athletes and being able to, to see the things that they could be able to go through it. It would be a lot more fun if we saw that. You know, there, there's no big names in the contest this weekend. I'll still probably watch it just because I, I enjoy it. But it's just, it's sad to see that we don't see those top names competing in it anymore. But ultimately, as I went through here, all the different things, I still, I couldn't get out of my head what I genuinely felt the number one option was. And, and it was said best on The Simpsons. Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me suck a few dingers? It really is that simple. It's fun to watch dingers. And, you know, I talk about the, you know, obviously the all-timer to be able to, to see Vince Carter in the slam dunk contest. Does anyone not remember watching Josh Hamilton and his performance in the home run derby? And you want to know the crazy part? Josh Hamilton didn't even win that that home run derby. I think Bobby Abreu technically is the one who won it in the later rounds, but it didn't matter. We had just seen Josh Hamilton hit 29 home runs in his uh, turn, and that was back when you used to have, just have the outs. It wasn't with the timer where you could just keep swinging forever. He hit 29 home runs before he hit 10 fouls or fair balls or just non-home runs in play. Um, one of the most amazing things we've ever seen – 
out of those 29, 18 of them were over 425 feet, just moonshot after moonshot. And it's really fun. It's a really good time to be able to do it. I know it's not the perfect fit for it. I mentioned earlier kind of the, the floor of the NHL skills competition. Their skills probably translate more to the game than a home run derby or a slam dunk contest. But just the fun of those things go a lot longer to be able to watch and to be able to have fun. I think they've done a good job with the timer now that you can see the back and forth on the countdown and trying to get the home runs in before your time runs out. They've really made it a little more dramatic in the fun of it. And I, you, you'll learn during this show, I'm not the biggest baseball fan. Baseball is not my number one in my heart. It's, it's probably fourth out of the major sports. Uh, and hockey is recently overtaking it. Um, football and basketball are my top two. But it's still fun to be able to watch home runs. It's still fun to be able to watch the home run derby. And that's certainly a, a fun one to be able to go through and to do. And, and I think that this is, you know, hopefully giving you an idea of what this show is going to be like, what we're going to have fun doing, how we're going to be able to go into topical things going on each week and all the different things that are out there from, you know, all the different sports that are happening and the different pieces of, you know, fun things that happen. We're going to be able to tell some jokes. We're going to be able to go through and, you know, do some fun, heated, debated debate rankings. We're going to go through and, and bring on some exciting, intelligent, funny guests to be able to have fun. Danny was awesome tonight. I couldn't ask for a better uh, first guest for our first show here. Uh, but that's going to do it. This is uh, also, uh, obviously here. Obviously, my mom says I'm the favorite. I'm going to clip that and show my sister. It's going to be very important. Um, being able to go through and have this first show, I can't say thank you enough. To Lauren and Chris and Michael, they've been awesome behind the scenes, helping with ideas, uh, working on this for a couple of weeks now, getting ready for this debut show. They've been an awesome team to be able to do this. And I, I can't you know, say thank you enough for working with such awesome people to help pull this off. Um, thank you for everybody who's watching right now. This is really cool to be able to pull this together. Uh, it's our first show ever doing this for so the first time doing it live and being able to go solo like this. Um, this is great. This is a lot of fun. It really means a lot to me that you guys would check this out and to watch it. And, and the one last thing, it really would mean a lot to share this, to like it, to give it a rating or a review. You know, with a new show like this, it's the only way it can survive. You know, just to be able to, you know, hit like if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook before you leave, leave a comment down below of what your favorite part of the show was. That would mean a lot too. Uh, some of those different things. That's really the lifeblood of a new show is to be able to share it and to be able to um, just give it some some legs online so that the algorithm that those websites use is how it feeds to other people. That's where it comes from. So I do ask you, please, if you've hung out this long and if you had a little bit of fun tonight, uh, we're going to put in a lot of work to make this entertaining for you guys going forward. Um, but do me a favor, give it a like, give it a rating, give it a review. It really means a lot. So I appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, everything that's been going on here has been a lot of work by a lot of people and I appreciate them incredibly. Uh, so that's going to do it for tonight's show. One thing I'm going to ask every night er, as we close this out, try to find a way to be able to go out there and do something nice for someone. Find a random act of kindness, do something nice for somebody who doesn't expect it. Uh, we can all make the world a little bit better. Appreciate you guys. And we'll talk next week.